Today's episode is brought to you by Pale Horse Media Co. Head on over to www.palehorsemedia.co for more of your favorite shows, books, and merch. I have two brand new releases for you over at Pale Horse Media Co. The first one, In His Name, My First Dive Into Fiction. It is just a fun, cool thriller if you're into that kind of sort of thing. And and we have the second expanded edition of the original, of the OG Safety Sucks, the bullshit and the safety profession they don't tell you about. I go through, I expand on some thoughts, add some bonus material, reflect on some of the chapters. So if either of those sound like things you should be interested in, again head over to www.palehorsemedia.co CO or find them on your Amazon marketplace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support of the books of the podcast of the merch store of everything. It truly means the world to us. This, this, this show is brought to you by safety FM. Another episode of the Hop Nerd Live. The phone lines are open 480-877-0155. I'm watching the comment sections. I'm checking your DMs. I've got my finger hot and ready on the answer button on my phone. Taking your questions, talking all things human and organizational performance, safety, business, and life. We're talking shop and everything else here on the Hop Nerd Live. Hello, howdy, hi everybody, it is Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd here, once again with the Hop Nerd Late Night Show. I am happy to be here, how are you doing today? Let me get these cameras pulled up, there we go, how are you doing today? I am doing absolutely awesome. Uh, before we get started, make sure you head over to the website, www.thehopnerd.com, follow along on all things social media, at the Hop Nerd, except for Twitter, it is super duper special, it is the Hop Nerd one. Make sure you send me an email, Sam at the hopnerd, uh, dot com and also the hopnerd at gmail.com. Use this handy dandy phone number, 480-877-0155 to call in to talk all things safety, health, human and organizational performance and everything else in between. This is the hopnerd late night show. So all things are on the table. We start this thing uh, usually at 8. We're a few minutes late trying to get some stuff set up, but we're here. We're making it happen. It's going to be a blast, and we will go until we don't feel like going anymore. That's kind of sort of how we do this thing. Um, as I tossed out earlier, um, I am joined by the one, the only, see if I can get the camera to come up. There he is, Mr. Jarrell Balongi, my significant other, my man. He's here with me tonight. <laughs> And we're going to be talking all things coronavirus at some point. Um, you can smile. Everyone can see you. You're on, you're on camera. You can say hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so we're going to jump in first and do the normal stuff, and then we'll get over to that in just a second. I just wanted to share that he is here. We're making this thing happen. It's going to be awesome. So if you have questions, um, again, feel free. Call in. Um, we can pull you up on the phone. I don't have the phone connected, but I'll hold you up to the mic, and, and we'll, we'll have a conversation. I think it'll work pretty good for now. Um, if you're uncomfortable or a little scared calling in, you can send us a text. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Or jump in to the comment section. And we'll make it happen that way. Um, I see you, Ryan Street. What's up, man? I see Patty was on here. I don't know if she still is. I think she is with Patty's on here. Hello, Patty. see people starting to join up. I always love seeing you guys here. Um, before we go any farther, let me jump in and say this. Um, let's do On This Day in History. We always start the show off this way. I kinda, I'm kind of a nerd, so I kind of like this. Um, in 1965, LBJ sends federal troops to Alabama uh, to help protect civil rights, uh, the Civil Rights March. Um, 1995, Tokyo subways were attacked by sarin gas. That was pretty pretty interesting. 1413, Henry V ascends upon his father's death. Uh, 1854, the Republican Party was founded. Um, 1999... Uh, 
we had one of the first global nonstop balloon flights that went on. That was kind of cool. Um, American author Harrier Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin was published in book form for the first time. And in 1969, John Lennon, uh, I don't think I have to say that John Lennon was a member of the Beatles. It's in my notes. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Uh, but John Lennon married Japanese artist and musician Yoko Ono in Gibraltar. And I thought that was pretty neat because it kind of coincided with some of the stuff that, uh, that we had going on. We just watched the movie yesterday, last night, and that was pretty cool. I, I, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, you can you can jump in at any time. You don't you don't have to let me talk everything. <laughs> but I thought it was it was pretty cool. So if you haven't checked out yesterday, uh, I thought it was a pretty awesome movie. It was it's definitely worth definitely worth the watch. So mm-hmm. I thought that was I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, moving on to today's famous birthdays. Chester Bennington, nineteen seventy six. R I P. Um, he was born right here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, unfortunately, uh, you know, passing way too soon. Um, Baron Trump, 2006. Uh, Steve Borden, better known as Sting, was born in 1959. And I mean Sting, the wrestler. So <laughs> he was born in 1959. Um, Fernando Torres, 1984. Spike Lee, 1957. And it's so wacky how all this stuff has kind of played together into kind of our personal lives over the past couple of days. Um, Fred Rogers, born on this day in 1928. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because just last night we watched the, uh, the the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. We did. I had like a Mr. Rogers moment yesterday. So for everybody out there listening, this was this was a Mr. Rogers kind of yeah. marathon yesterday. I started off with an HBO documentary mm-hmm. on Mr. Rogers, which led us down the rabbit hole of watching the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. Uh, and then to the PBS, Mr. Rogers documentary and that all occurred in about a five hour time span yes. yesterday afternoon. So that's what, uh, that's what I do with my life, but that, <laughs> that, that, that's, that totally happened, but all, all excellent things. If you're a nerd, if you like Mr. Rogers, I love Mr. Rogers. You should totally, totally check into this stuff. what did you think about the movie babe it was actually really good um like i told sam yesterday i've never seen a mr rogers episode and i feel after after watching that movie and the documentaries i feel like i really missed out on my childhood for sure you have to go back and rewatch all those but i don't know dude went from the mid 60s all the way until 2001 talk about ridiculous and was awesome the entire time i think that was the (laughs) Probably, probably the crazier part was that he was awesome the entire time. So moving on to today's news. Let me pull this up and read to you a little bit about what's going on. Most of this, to be completely honest with you, is obviously going to be coronavirus related. I think that's most of what we're all kind of dealing with right now. Um, I thought it was pretty, pretty interesting. New York has been on pretty much a lockdown right now. Civil fines and closures for businesses that don't comply with New York Governor Cuomo's requests or I guess their demands uh, at this point. Um, workers in non-essential businesses across New York State are being required to stay home in an effort to combat the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, the governor announced at a press conference his executive order takes effect Sunday evening. Um, and basically, uh, and California has done similar things. And basically, if you if they don't comply, bad things are going to happen, it sounds like. I don't I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send me an email. Shoot me a text. Let me know what are your thoughts on the federal government stepping into into private matters like that. I think it'd be pretty interesting to hear your take. Um, something else I'd seen, another article that I want to share with you is this kind of concert and culture that you can enjoy from home. So there's a lot of theaters. There's a lot of uh, concerts that are happening. There's a lot of um, um, museums. I lost my word for just saying museums that are offering virtual tours, which I thought that was pretty awesome that you can go on and do some virtual tours. I know it's not the same. I get that. Trust me. It's kind of, kind of dumb, but it's still kind of cool if you want kind of a moment. And, uh, some of what I was reading is basically saying you should, you should go on, you should treat it just like a normal night out. Um, this is kind of our our new normal for the next few weeks at least. Um, so, well, I won't say that you should put on pants to do the, the virtual museum, you know, at least put on like the shirt. That's what most people can't see is we're actually not wearing pants while we're sitting here. We're only, <laughs> we only go shirts up. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I was, I was cruising around on, uh, on Facebook the other day and it was really cool. Um, Brad Paisley basically broadcasted an entire live concert through Facebook live. It's just so cool. I had to share that the other day. I thought it was pretty cool. He was taking requests. It was pretty awesome. 
Um, Ryan Street, I'll be honest, a lot of places in Tennessee are being a little loose with the government's recommendations capacity-wise. I've seen the same thing in Phoenix. Phoenix has, has been pretty um, – some businesses, yes, other businesses not. Um, I think a lot of what we've got going on here, uh, at least right now, are pretty just strong recommendations. I don't think they're mandates at this point, at least in Phoenix and in, in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I know California and, and New York both have have laws that are in effect right now. Um, but at least here, I think it's pretty much like, a, hey, you guys should probably do this. And most places are taking that pretty pretty seriously. Um, I've noticed KFC the other day was packed, so KFC not so it? much. <laughs> And and other than KFC, there was a massive St. Patty's Day party that took place, uh, and that was pretty cool. That was newsworthy, um, just simply because uh, there was thousands of people gathered just uh, just right after all this kind of stuff had, had come out. I thought that was pretty pretty wild. Probably probably not such a great idea, you know, but <laughs> it happened. It made the news. Um, but yeah, most businesses are doing some pretty smart things. I was on a town hall meeting earlier today. Um, for those of you out there that haven't tuned into that, head over to Safety FM. I think I shared it in my Facebook feed too. You can check that out. There's a lot of solid information from around the country, different, different folks that are on the same network as, as myself. Um, we shared a lot of really, really good info. Um, and that seems to be what we're seeing is, is a lot of restaurants are kind of voluntarily doing this stuff, which seems to be probably the smart thing to do right now. But I thought that was cool. We're seeing a lot of folks that are doing that. A lot of artists are doing that. They're broadcasting mm-hmm. live concerts. Um, they're doing all kinds of things like that to make sure that folks are still having fun, still being entertained. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I seen this one. I thought that this one was, was kind of cool. Um, uh, marijuana dispensaries are deemed essential in LA and are allowed to stay open <laughs> during, during the coronavirus. <laughs> nice. Uh, with California residents, be, residents being asked to stay at home to prevent the spread of all this stuff, non-essential businesses in the areas are being closed, as we just mentioned. Officials in LA are making sure that marijuana is still available to the public. Dispensaries have been deemed as essential businesses and they are allowed to remain open under the safer at home order um thought that was thought that was pretty neat to see to to, to see that that's actually happening california did something right for once (laughs) that's that's kind of cool i'm I'm proud of california on something for once um yeah I, i thought i thought that was pretty interesting and that kind of leads us to to kind of what we'll wrap up here on the kind of a little bit of news um the covid 19 numbers and i pulled these earlier today so i'm sure that they that they have changed um at this point but i wanted to pull them and actually look i would encourage you to go as i do with everyone i encourage folks to go and actually look up um the fatality rates of covid 19 for yourself um but I think it's good information. I'll continue to point, uh, as, as I did in our town hall earlier today with the rest of Safety FM's broadcasters, um, I'll continue to point you in the direction of the World Health Organization and in the direction of the CDC for all the information that you need. Um, I will not point you to any news source directly because um, I think a lot of them are uh, not so great right now. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things are being sensationalized. So I would point you to the CDC. I'll point you to who, and I think you should check those out. Ryan Street, our band will be, will be live tomorrow, Harp and Code Hanger, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for any folks looking for Indie Rock Pandemic Fix. Cool, so make sure everybody goes and checks that out. I think that would be awesome. Um, again, seeing a lot of that happening right now, I think that's that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, so, uh, again, this was pulled earlier, but New York is around 7,100. Uh, Washington around 13 something there. I'm, I'm squinting at the TV across the room to try to look at these numbers. Uh, California is, is near a thousand. Um, we're here in the downtown Phoenix area. Uh, Arizona is showing at 63 as of earlier today. So we're still, uh, I hate, I can't really say we're super low, but we're still, we're yeah. still on the lower end. We're kind of in the middle of the pack there. Uh, we're running dead center. America Samoa is zero. U.S. Virgin Islands, two. Uh, West Virginia, I believe, is at five now. So that's the bottom end of that list. Uh, as I mentioned, downtown or Phoenix, Arizona, Arizona in general is kind of in the middle, the middle of that, that pack. Um, which that leads us really to, uh, to kind of where we were going with this. Oh, no, it doesn't. There's one more. Wait a second. There's one more article that I want to share. I thought those were pretty cool. California man start street corner toilet paper exchange uh disturbed by empty (laughs) store shelves and reports of hoarding during the coronavirus crisis a man stood in southern california street corner and held up a homemade cardboard sign with a simple request share your toilet paper uh johnny blue told san diego union tribune on saturday that the response to his impromptu toilet paper exchange uh 
was immediate and positive. Drivers honked horns in support and stopped to drop off Roy rolls of toilet paper just as quickly. Uh, pretty cool stuff. And that's, uh, again, I, I hate to keep like toting this town hall thing that we did earlier, but we, we did have a lot of really cool, a lot of really cool stuff that happened. Um, so, um, one thing that I would share with you, one thing that was shared a lot is this is a time we, we might be in some forms of social isolation, but this is a time for helping. It is not a time for hiding. Um, so if you have to do that through the phone, we can help through the phone, reach out to each other, make sure folks have what they need. It's not a time for hoarding and hiding. It's a time for helping. Um, this is a time to where we, we will either demonstrate what uh, the worst of humanity or the best of humanity. Uh, and that decision is up to us. So I think uh, that's, that's really a lot of the message that I shared earlier during that town hall i would encourage you to go back and listen to that give me some listens give me some likes check out the the safety fm folks we had some pretty pretty cool names on there um, such as dr todd conklin um, we also had dr tim ludwig on there as well uh, and folks like rob fisher uh, and we had a gentleman on there the i can't think of his name and i'm probably gonna get smacked for not thinking of his name <laughs> but but i think he's the one of the carpenters from fixer upper he's a, he's, a, he's involved with fixer upper in some fashion or another so i thought that was that was pretty cool so make sure you go check that out and that brings us really to to the bigger part uh, of this conversation um, that I really wanted to have tonight um, and that's the biggest reason um, we've been I've been wanting to do this for a while but as I mentioned I have my significant other here tonight um, Mr. Jarrell Belongi. So he is here. <laughs> he is live. He's in the studio. He's usually hiding in the corner while I'm doing these things. So he's actually here tonight. So that's kind of super cool, right? Um, for those folks that don't know, he is a medical professional. Yes. Right? So he is a medical professional. <laughs> Um, I'll let him give a little bit of his background and where he's come from, what he's doing, all that stuff for those folks out there that don't know. Um, but we're going to talk COVID-19 and we're going to answer questions. We're going to do all that kind of stuff. Um, I can talk to you from a business continuity plan, from a general safety plan. That's kind of my bread and butter. That's kind of the stuff that I deal with. Um, Darrell can speak to you more from a healthcare setting, mm -hmm. um, those kind of things. But I will drop this out here uh, just because let me let me say this and everybody's ready. Everybody's ready for the legalese stuff. Right. Disclaimer. We do not provide medical advice, period. OK, everybody's got that. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, spoken word and other material com contained in this show and associated website, social media accounts, posts are for informational purposes only. It is not intended to substitute or be a substitute for, for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health care provider with any questions you might have regarding a medical condition or treatment uh, before undertaking any new health regime and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have heard from us. Reliance on any information appearing on this website or during this podcast, um, current or otherwise, uh, is solely taken at your own risk. So that means this is just information. Everybody's got that, right? We're just, we're just having a conversation. This is just informational. So if someone has a question, you want to ask a question, we'll totally dive into that. Please, please feel free to jump into that. Uh, especially if you have something for Jarrell Belongi RN. So let's start there and let's say, Jarrell, uh, do you mind to go ahead and introduce yourself? Who are you? Who are you? Where are you from? Other than being my boyfriend, all that. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Um, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All that kind of stuff. What's your professional background, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, like Sam said, my name is Jarrell. Um, I'm originally from California. Moved to Arizona a couple years back. Um, I am the medical profession. I am a registered nurse. Um, I've been in the medical field for quite a bit um, since 2008. Um, I worked all over. I worked in long-term care. I worked in acute care work for the hospital. I worked in trauma, surgery, cardiac, step-down ICU, um, rehab. Um, it's not that exciting, <laughs> but yeah, I've been in, I've been in this for a while. Um, currently I am working for an acute rehab facility. Um, I stepped away from working at the hospital and I'm glad I did because of what's happening now, you know? Um, but yeah, there's not much to say about me. <laughs> That's why I like well, to stay in the background. 
<laughs> well, I just thought that it would be, I thought it'd be a really good time, uh, to, to have, have drill on, um, not just because I love him and thought that this would be fun and we finally get to do this together. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because of the timing, um, I know during some of the town hall that we had had earlier, uh, there was a, I actually shared a lot of kind of what's going on in his world during that town hall too. Um, so I wanted to bring him on and share with you folks, um, just make him available for questions. Um, also make things available to, or actually just have some conversation around what's actually going on out there, what he's actually seen. And, and I'll throw out some questions there, um, as well. So I think that would be my first question. Um, and this is what piqued a lot of interest earlier for me was what are, what, what, what are people actually in, in the healthcare setting? What's actually happening? What are you guys doing? What are you seeing manifest currently? How is healthcare starting to respond to all this kind of craziness that's, that's happening right now? Well, you know, COVID-19 is, it's been crazy. That's what I can say lately. You know, the healthcare field, um, a lot of people in management like myself, um, it's just about, Number one, our, our priority is safety for our patients and then as well as our staff. Um, because since this COVID-19 has started, um, it started creating a craze pandemic panic for not just, um, healthcare professionals, but also for just regular civilians. You know, um, for one thing, like supplies and equipment not being available. Um, that's just crazy. <laughs> how's how's that going? What what are you seeing not being available? So a lot of things such as like PPE, like um, simple things like gloves, masks, um, disposable gowns, hand sanitizer, um, N95 mask, anything that a hospital should have right. stocked normally, um, it's been on back ordered. And right now, where I currently work, um, we are at a limit of our supplies. So as a, as a, um, a manager um, talking with my staff, you know, we are being resourceful and creative and mindful of the supplies we have and we only use it for an absolute emergency. So that's to the point where today it's just, it's crazy. Like um, the hospitals are limited as well. And it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting times, I think. And I, that, that's what we're seeing quite a bit of in, even in just general industry is we're having a hard time getting our hands on certain things. And it's mm-hmm. not that it's necessarily not available. It's that it's just hard to get to us. I think currently is, is some of what we're seeing yeah. is that it's, it's the supply chain piece that seems to be breaking down is that it's, it's somewhere. It's just not quite where it needs to be at. <laughs> I think is, is some of the problem. I think we're seeing some of that start to manifest uh, in the grocery stores as well. Mm-hmm. I know with us, we're, we fortunately uh, in the setting that I work in day to day, we have trying to reach back here and grab one. We have all this kind of stuff that we keep pretty well stockpiled, probably more so than hospitals do just because we use it in a lot of our day to day kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, N95, P100 respirators, gloves. I read an article just the other day about healthcare providers, some that had, uh, had had some trouble with gloves and actually had contracted. I think it was an Italian doctor that had contracted COVID-19, oh, did, wow. could not have gloves. They ran out of gloves. He said, screw this. I'm still going to help mm-hmm. patients. And he eventually died of COVID-19, which is kind of ridiculous to me. Um, Jarrell, do you think the virus has been around in parts of the U.S. longer than the media is letting on? A lot of medical professionals around here seem to believe a viral thing back in the fall not named the flu could have been COVID-19. What do you think? Honestly, like what people say, like when you research what COVID-19 is, it's just flu-like symptoms. It's targeted towards just the respiratory. You know, it's targeted towards, it affects mostly the elderly and the children. But um, I could be wrong. I, I don't know the right answer for this, but it could have been. It just hasn't been, I guess it just wasn't its time to set in. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's, I, I'm sure after COVID-19, there's going to be something else. Um, and it's just... Yeah, I, I, I think, um, I've, I've heard a little bit of that too. Uh, I think that there's always a possibility. I don't know if we'll ever be able to confirm that mm-hmm. or not. I think that's probably always a possibility. Um, I mean, you just think about the, the number of folks that, that we have. I can think in, in my organization around the circles that I travel in, um, around the folks that I work with both directly and indirectly, uh, even in just my kind of general group of peers, uh, 
some of the folks that I have, I had on, or we had on the town hall earlier, some of those folks in the past month have been all over mm-hmm. Central Asia. They've been all over the, the, the former Soviet Union. Right. <laughs> They've been all over the globe. Um, and so, I mean, how easy would that be to bring back and have small sporadic little cases that would pop up? That's probably a pretty high likelihood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that, that probably is a pretty, a pretty good likelihood. What are you seeing folks actually doing out there um, in and around uh, your setting? What are you seeing folks doing precautionary measures as far as providers beyond PPE? Um, how are you guys handling providers that might be at risk? Because you guys obviously are at risk, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're a huge risk group. Um, how are you kind of monitoring that to make sure that folks coming in aren't going to be sick? Right. Because they're clearly not only a risk at your facilities – um, but they come into contact with this stuff outside of your facilities. Most, a lot of, a lot of nurses have multiple jobs. Right. They could be in, they could be in an emergency setting one second, second, uh, second and be in your facility mm-hmm. the next. How are you guys handling that? So of course, like, um, we have no control what happens outside of our facility. You know, we can't have our staff, um, be bottled up in our facility. So we know like nothing's coming in. So I know not just for our facility, but I know for other, um, healthcare facilities out there, hospitals, um, or anything. Um, I know everyone has been starting a health screening um, service. Um, but we're what we've been doing is for every we have quarantined our facility. We have um, disabled. Um, how do you say? Our how do you say it? Like open doors. So we closed you're off all, everything. You're on yeah, we're on lockdown. We only have one door availability. Um, so. It's, that's the only place where you could go in and out. Um, it's to the point where we have a controlled, um, how do I say this? Like it's more controlled. So we know what's coming and what's going. Um, what we do for the health screening is for every staff um, or employee that um, is scheduled to work, um, we do um, a screening of their temperature and we follow the CDC rules. So according to CDC, anything greater than 100.4, um, you cannot come into work. Uh, if you exhibit any type of coughing, um, sore throat, or shortness of breath, um, then according to CDC, um, you are not allowed to step foot into the facility. Um, and since healthcare right now, like healthcare professionals are essential, um, CDC has made it to a point where um, if you do exhibit any of those symptoms, you would have to stay out of the facility for at least three days. And after three days, you would have to report back. And if you show no more symptoms, then you can come back to work. Um, we've also stopped um, visitations for family, um, any other vendors, um, any type of routine like wellness checks for our patients. Everything has been canceled. Um, no MDs or NPs can come into our facility. Um, the only thing that the CDC has approved is a psychiatric um, evaluation or assessment um, just due to, you know, medication-wise and uh, patients. But then other than that, we have been quarantined um, and everything, you know, that's how we make sure that nothing comes in, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. And I, we're seeing that manifest in general industry too. Um, Rastri says, right on, just cool getting other opinions. I haven't traveled, but I'm handling packages from all over the world every day at work. And it was pretty sick at one point within the last month. Uh, thanks for what you do, Jarrell. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm proud of him every day. He's, oh, he's you. out making a difference. Thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, I hadn't thought about that from that perspective, Ryan, but you know, it is, as supply chains continue and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure in your profession, you guys are, are a, a huge part of that supply chain. Um, yeah, you're handling stuff from everywhere. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what practices are going in place. Um, as things kind of come in from overseas, uh, I know in my day job, we had ordered some stuff that actually came from a manufacturing facility in China, right? When this stuff had kind of first started. And, um, even then this was weeks ago, weeks ago, it was on lockdown in a warehouse somewhere in between, um, basically saying thou shalt not leave this warehouse until we have an opportunity to, to test it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did test it and it cleared whatever that looks like. I don't know what that looks like from the Chinese government. I, I would kind of, who knows, right? Um, yeah. but I think that would probably be the more interesting thing that we kind of learn as kind of life goes on. Um, 
isn't so much of maybe what happened here kind of early on that we might have missed, um, but maybe the lack of information um, that was withheld from overseas I think would be probably more interesting. I'm definitely not pointing any fingers, um, but the Chinese government doesn't seem to have a great uh, a great track record with openness and honesty. <laughs> so let's let's see what comes out in the in the next few months. I think it'll be pretty interesting as we kind of get on the upswing mm-hmm. of of this thing. And I, that's probably where we're at. I mean, that's at least what I'm seeing. When you see those kind of curves happening, we've really got to get past that peak, right? From from infected to recovered, and hopefully minimize the fatalities. Kind of in between. A lot of the message that I shared, kind of with with uh, with our town hall group earlier, um, was just that. I see a lot of polarization around this subject right now. I see that there's a lot of folks that really downplay it and some folks that really overplay it. Those are some folks that think that this is the apocalypse and there's some folks that kind of sort of not so much. Um, and I think probably the right answer is somewhere in the middle. Um, it seems like if we're going to overly panic, then we're going to risk more lives. It seems like if we're going to downplay the risk associated with this, we're going to risk more lives. Mm -hmm. And what we really need to be doing is trying to find what's true, what's valid, and that's usually somewhere in the middle. Um, And that's why I continue to sound like a broken record and direct people to the CDC website just about daily because it's ever-changing and directing people to the World Health Organization um, pretty much daily because stuff is ever-changing. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best thing. I think, we, again, we need to be kind of – we need to remain calm. We need to be prepared um, but not panicked. I think that's probably the, the best advice I can share to people. Um, preparation doesn't mean a pallet of toilet paper. Right. Preparation means making sure you have the stuff that you need to survive for a few days. Uh, and then we also need to be helpful. We need to reach out to the folks mm-hmm. around us, our neighbors, our family, our friends, and make sure that those folks have the things that they need to survive for the next few days. Just in the event that things do get worse, I've, 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 I don't mean to sound like Mr. Doom and Gloom, but I will tell you, I think things are probably going to get worse before they get better. I don't think we're going to be sitting in the dark with oil lamps and candles and, um, you know, with a rifle hanging out the window or anything like that. I, uh, but I, I'm just saying, I think that we're probably going to be on lockdown for a whole lot longer mm-hmm. and it's going to get a lot more locked down, I believe, as, as we go a little bit farther. What do you think about that, Joe? No, I agree. Like, I understand this pandemic is, you know, it's ridiculous. I, honestly, I can't wait for it to, to end. But um, what I can say is, you know, I know there's, everyone's trying to be prepared um, for the worst or anything like that. But then honestly, it's just, my thing is, you know, just be resourceful, help each other out, um, take your vitamins, stay healthy, you know, <laughs> don't do anything stupid. And it's just, you know, like, be a person, be human, you know, like, don't be selfish. Uh, that's, that's all I could really say. It's Well, I think that's, again, I think that's what we're seeing a lot of is I, I think right now we're seeing panic. Yeah. Um, I think that we're seeing, and, and I, I've shared this, but that's really what scares me probably more than anything else currently, uh, is the fact that, um, when you mix stupid and scared, mm-hmm. nothing bad, ha- a lot, a lot of bad stuff happens. Um, so what really scares me, uh, is the fact that we might, you know, again, you got people that are really scared and then bad things are going to happen. I'm, I'm more, I'm more worried of people than I really am. Uh, of the virus itself. So I think, again, that's, that's the biggest stuff that I can share is, is be prepared and don't be panicked. Right. Right. Um, don't hide help. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really the best kind of stuff. That's really the best kind of stuff that I can share. What are you seeing out there, Jarrell, that, that you guys are doing anything further than that? I know I've seen, um, or where do you think it goes next even? Because I, I know I've seen, uh, you know, as we drive past the VA on the way here, as we drive past other hospitals, I see a lot of field hospitals, military field hospitals that are popping up in the greater Phoenix area. A lot of kind of things like that that are happening. Um, what do you think happens next? At least in healthcare? Um, I mean, in healthcare, it's not going to change as much. I know, um, for healthcare professionals, our main concern is prevention. You know, we don't want to, um, get others sick with this COVID. Um, so our, our main concern is prevention and safety for everybody, not just for our patients. Um, so all we're waiting for really is hoping that whoever is working on the COVID um, could find a cure or some type of vac- vaccine, you know, to help like cure the people with COVID, you yeah. know? I mean, that's honestly. What what about what about the PPE shortages? Has there been anything that have been relayed on to you guys about what that looks like in the future? So honestly, like so, that's being worked on. Hopefully, I'm I'm assuming that at the state, at the local and federal level, that that's something that's being considered. 
Um, there's some stuff that you kind of go like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Right. When you start hearing stuff like, um, wasn't it, isn't it like it, it happened back during the, uh, during the hurricanes of Puerto Rico, right? right? Um, when they had the, uh, there's like the only factory in the world that produces like saline, mm-hmm. saline bags, right? Was in Puerto Rico and mm-hmm. it's destroyed. Now we have no saline bag. We have a shortage. Right. We do that kind of stupid stuff. It seems like all the time we, we have no room for error. We have no capacity or margin built into our systems. It seems like, uh, and I think that that's probably what we're going to learn now is, is how we, uh, when this happens in the future, mm-hmm. um, we're going to probably learn how to deal with it a little bit better because we're, we really are in kind of uncharted territory unless you mm-hmm. were around back in 1918 and the world is a lot smaller now. <laughs> Than what it was then, we're, we're way more interconnected. So, um, have, have they shared with you anything about what's happening with the with the PPE in particular? Because that's a huge concern if you're a provider. No, it, it is because um, honestly, well, like for my facility, our supplies, like with our vendors who we normally go with, um, they they told us when we tried ordering that they would be back ordered for for weeks. And um, according to the CDC and WHO. Um, when it comes to like PPE or any type of more of emergent um, supply need, it goes straight to the hospital. Um, secondary would be um, other um, healthcare facilities, and it goes from there. But then, honestly, like for my facility, if every patient and every staff member was infected, um, our supplies would last us about a month or two. Oh, okay. Honestly, but um, that's just saying. If we started it now and it continues every day, we would probably be out of it probably faster than that. But just right. knowing how we don't know how long the COVID is going to be present. You know, it could be yeah. a couple of weeks, it could be a couple of months. It could, I don't know. I don't want to scare anybody. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I, I had read that because and, and COVID lives outside the body for quite a while, right? It's pretty mm-hmm. robust from what, from what I'm understanding. Right. Um, I thought that that was um, out of all the very wise and smart things that I'm seeing happen in, in at least in the greater Phoenix area. One of the dumbest things that I had read the other day is that we're not doing anything with our light rail or mass transit system mm-hmm. to do any increased cleaning. Um, we're light rail full steam ahead. Like no cleaning, no extra cleaning, just normal kind of sanitization every like 48 hours. Right. And I'm like, oh, wow, that seems like being locked in a metal tube <laughs> rolling around with a bunch of people from all over <laughs> downtown Phoenix. Doesn't seem like a great idea if you don't. And it literally stops everywhere. Yeah. So it just seems like a perfect spreading mechanism for COVID-19. Uh, with that being said, what do you think? Like what's, what's some, what's some good tips? Um, that you could share with people at home, um, in and around sanitizing, I think would probably mm-hmm. be a good place to start. Um, general hand washing, I think we know some of that stuff. Anything that you want to share there would be good. The one thing that I've been sharing with people a lot of times, um, is that this stuff, this stuff right here, um, this super awesome hand sanitizer stuff that we love. Look at this. I've got, I've got some, I've got some of the really good one. This Fancy. is, this is like <laughs> the crack cocaine of hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. This stuff is like, you see that right there? I'll give it to you like, how many grams is in here? Oh, it's no, it's, it's ounce by the ounce. I don't know. I fig, we'll figure out a price, but, yeah. um, <laughs> speaking of which, oh, let me, gosh. let me do a little bit of this right but here. But that right now, here, there is, you go. This right now <laughs> is so essential. Like we only have, we, I can't, for, for those, for those uh, folks, for those folks that are, that are going to hear this on the podcast and hear this on, on the, on the safety FM live side or on the radio side of stuff. Um, I was holding up a bottle of hand sanitizer. So it was not an illicit substance, oh, substance yeah. or anything like that <laughs> for those that were, were live streaming. So for those folks that don't get to see the camera, it was an itty bitty bottle of, of, of hand sanitizer. The really good one that smells like, let me say, what is it? Island margarita. <laughs> So, any type of hand sanitizer works. You don't have to be too fancy. Yeah, and but you know the part that one thing I've been sharing with a lot of folks is just to um, wash your hands. Yeah. Like w- w- when did we stop realizing that hand washing is better than hand sanitizer? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if someone's moms didn't tell you that <laughs> or uh, if some of those folks just you know when when I grew up uh, in and around. Um, Anything really. I, I can think back to the first, uh, EMT class that I took. Mm. When we just talked basics, it's like hand sanitizer is like second best. It is. So like honestly, my best. Oh, we're not supposed to give advice, but no, you, you my can, personal preference. You take this is, at your own risk. We for already me and my family is, um, hand washing is number one. Um, it is way better than hand sanitizer, whatever, whiskey, whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Whiskey's, whiskey sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> or vodka, I mean. <laughs> but I mean, hand washing, like soap and water is 
the best one. I mean, it's the only one, really, to kill yeah. germs. So. Soap and water. And what's the recommendation? It's like 30. Sing happy like birthday, sing right? Sing happy birthday three times. Um, Get in there, too. The, scrub the scrub in them is, fingers. is friction. Friction right. and lukewarm water. Um, friction and then count happy birthday three times, you know, it's the way to go. <laughs> so hand washing is number one. Don't forget mm-hmm. that. And I never said that if your hands are so icky that you're freaked out that you got to bathe in hand sanitizer, it seems like you want to find a freaking sink anyways. So go do that. That's, yeah. that's, that sounds like a really good idea. Um, that's why I, I don't know. The hand sanitizer thing just didn't drive me into a panic. I'm like, I still got soap. Yeah. Right. I still got palm olive. I still <laughs> got Dawn. I got all that stuff I need to get my hands on. Um, so hand washing number one, if you can get, if you can get a hold of hand sanitizer, use it. It's still out there. You can still find it. it. I've seen some really cool news stories. I think, uh, Eli Helbert had mentioned it on our live stream on Wednesday on here too, that there's distilleries that are actually making hand sanitizer. Uh, most are giving it away. If you show up with a jug, mm-hmm. excuse me, they will give you some hand sanitizer. And I was like, well, that's kind of neat. How cool is that, right? To see that kind of stuff happening right now. I think, I think that's kind of cool. Um, what about, what about cleanliness kind of in the home? What, or just in your car, in your house, in your office? You know, there's folks that are still going to work. We still, mm-hmm. we're still obviously functioning in our life. How should folks go about, uh, cleaning those areas ex- targeted towards, you know, um, we're kind of messy, but me- we're not talking messy here. We're talking how, to, how should folks go, go about making sure that areas are, are cleaned for this kind of stuff? So yeah, of course, um, you know, like hand washing is number one. Secondary would be, um, I'll, like what we use at home, we like to use Lysol, um, the Lysol spray, any types of wipe just to clean down the surfaces. Um, I, we like to clean once a week to our house. Um, if you use any type of meat, you know, I'd always wipe down the, the counters. Um, always wash your hands before you prepare any type of meal. Um, anything that will go in your mouth or into your body, you know, make sure it's clean and sterile. Um, and also like thirdly, I would say, um, because of the COVID or even maybe not the COVID, just personal preference, you know, just be healthy. That's all I can say. Like take your vitamins, um, eat healthy, you know, exercise. Right. Right. you know, that's one thing that we, we were supposed to go tonight, but we got kind of backtracked. Yeah. We were, I was trying to, I was going around trying to get this stupid GoPro to work. Just FYI, I'm, I'm cussing you GoPro. So if you hear this, you could send me some free crap trying to get this to work, trying, trying to give you guys some more camera angles. So it, it's, it's a, the weirdest thing. Um, I just run a lot of our live stream just with webcams right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the craziest thing to me though is that. <laughs> You webcams are unavailable anywhere. And I didn't even think about that. We, we went to several different stores, uh, and then we were actually going to set up a GoPro through, uh, through a different manner and try to kind of bootleg it as a, uh, as a webcam. It didn't work out well for us. Um, but, uh, the long story is there, or the short, the shorter story there is that it's just wild because it's weird things that you can't find right now, like, webcams like decent yeah. webcams i wanted to get one of those cool little logitech streaming high def mm-hmm. cams um to run as another camera tonight so we could have four cams but that that didn't happen <laughs> but <laughs> but um kind of we kind of got off topic there a little bit mm-hmm. but i think that's something that's super important is people need to probably even us like well, that's that's we'd probably need to take our own advice there and start cleaning a little bit more we're kind of locked down and isolated as most people are as a lot of folks are at least right now so we're not really coming into contact with anybody outside of the home that much i mm-hmm. other than uh, i will take that back because we we have been going to the gym a little bit that's that's what i was getting ready to say is that we actually didn't go tonight um but like so even like at our gym like they're 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 in Increased distance between people. Right. Um, they're sanitizing constantly. I think mm-hmm. we see them washing stuff down constantly. Well, yeah. um, but so, you know, after activities like that, make sure you're washing your hands. I think when you go home, using Lysol, Lysol spray. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan. Uh, to me, there's nothing better um, than 10 to 1 bleach water. That cleans everything. That's what I was taught early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to my first EMT class. 10 parts water or yeah, 10 parts water, one part bleach. Um, that's how you do it. You can wipe everything with that and it kills practically everything. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get, you know, too graphic, but I mean, no matter what, <laughs> right? you could clean out a truck with that and it's, you're in pretty good shape. Right. Um, so as, as if you know, if you are running across that where cleaning supplies are a little bit harder to get your hands on, that does work pretty well. Right. And that, that does work pretty good. Um, anything else that you guys use in the hospital to clean with? 
or, or in the in the clinical setting to clean with that folks might not might not think about at home? Um, well, for the hospital, we use um, sandy wipes. It has like, sandy wipes are getting hard to find now too. Yes, it is. It's been on back order again. <laughs> I'm gonna say, but we've been using sandy wipes um, and different types of wipes for certain types of organisms and bacteria, um, just depending on what the patient had. Um, but for like regular people outside the hospital, um, sandy wipes is what we use just to clean regular surfaces. I can compare it to um, just Lysol or Clorox wipes. But then bleach is always good. I don't like bleach because it stinks. See, I but, love it. I, I think I think when you smell bleach, stuff smells clean to me, right? So when, when you when it smells disgusting. <laughs> when, when you bleach something, things smell clean, right? And that's that's my that's my weird. It's kind of like pine saw, right? It smells like public if bath. if you if you clean if you clean stuff with pine saw, like it just smells clean. It might not be clean, but it makes me feel Windex better. Windex is the way to right? go. It makes it <laughs> makes me feel better that it's clean. So you're just going straight ammonia. Then it's kind of what we're talking. About. I just clean it, clean everything with straight up ammonia. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess that works. I mean, I don't think that's going to not work. That seems like it would work pretty good. Um, but yeah, to, to me, the, the, the 10 to 1 bleach solution, 10 parts bleach, one part water seems to work pretty good. Lysol seems to work pretty good. If you can get your hands on Lysol wipes, um, Clorox wipes, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff seems to work. Um, just don't be dumb. Let me say that. Don't yeah. mix crap together. Yeah. Um, I won't get into what all that does because I can't think of a lot of the crap off the top of my head. Um, but make sure you go and you, you look that stuff up. Don't mix bleach and ammonia and all that other kind of crap <laughs> together and think that anything's good, anything good is going to happen. Um, we'll end up with, uh, some, some, uh, some survival of the fittest here really going on before this thing even, <laughs> even takes off. So please, please don't do anything stupid like that. Um, it's probably better to not. <laughs> At, yeah. at that point, if you're going to go about it like that. Um, so make sure that you understand how that stuff works. Uh, make sure that you're not mixing anything together. Uh, and again, it's just going to end really bad for you. Mm-hmm. But the Sandy Wipes, the Sandy Wipes are kind of hardcore, right? They, they, they kill yeah, just about everything. They have like a cleaning um, time capacity. They have, it has to be constantly wet for at least two minutes, I believe, or three minutes. It has to be wet. It won't work. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I love sandy wipes. If I could bring it home, I would. But <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that you would share with folks out there, just in general, that that they might not be thinking about? That as a provider, what would you tell people? What what would you what would you want to share with people right now? Um, just in and around. I know that's a really, really, really broad question. I don't mm-hmm. want to put you on the spot too much. Um, but for those folks, let me let me put it this way: for folks that are are are, are kind of scared about what's going on. They got a little bit of the sniffles. What, what would you share with people? What do you think that they should do? Um, honestly, the key is, um, prevention. Yeah. Like if you feel like, um, you're getting the sniffles or you have a light cough, um, or you feel feverish, you know, um, I honestly would go get checked. Um, I know the hospitals are still open. The EDs are still open. It is a little scary, but honestly, just go get checked. Um, I know they would take your vitals, do their own assessment, um, and take some lab work and see where to go from there. But yeah. honestly, um, if you have the little sniffles, I wouldn't be too worried. Um, the key is prevention. Um, whenever like our daughter has the sniffles or I start getting the sniffles or Sam does, I immediately start, you know, start with medication. I'll make sure that we take our vitamin C, which is important, our daily vitamins, um, emergency is really great, which I love. Um, and just the, the key is prevention. If you know, if you already know something's gonna, something is starting and it's brewing, um, I'll just take medications, you know, rest up. I would avoid any other individuals. You don't want mm-hmm. to spread it around. Um, if you know you're gonna get sick, then you know, it's, it's a no brainer kind of thing, you know, but if you know it's gonna be severe or it's gonna get really, really bad, then I would go get checked, honestly. But, if you feel like that, just stay home. Yeah, the, the hospitals are a scary place right now, and I think I think that's what that's what we share with people is that um, at least at least in the work setting is that number one, if you feel sick, mm-hmm. if you've got the sniffles, if you, um, I have the sniffles all the time. All right, I have allergies. I I can we all that have, all of us that have allergies can can tell the difference very very easily, right? Um, but you, again, you you kind of know that you kind of know the difference. Um, 
if you have the sniffles, if you know you you kind of got something going on, if you know it's a cold, if it feels like the mm-hmm. flu, um, in all likelihood, who knows, it's probably not COVID-19, right? right? I mean, in all actuality, it's probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably something. And either way, you shouldn't go to work. That's right. probably the biggest thing I could share with you. Look, I, I come from that, 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 that thing too. It's, I'm just now getting to the point to where I'm like, screw this. I'm not going to work, right. um, for, for the vast majority of my life. Um, it's like, oh, I'm too tough. I got to work through this. I got to work it and sweat it out of my system. That doesn't work. Just FYI. Um, you might feel real tough, but you just spread it around to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when I did that, I was an asshole. And if you do that, you're kind of an asshole. <laughs> you probably, you probably shouldn't, shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for me, that's what I'll share with people all the time. Don't go to work if you, and if, if you're feeling ill, if you're having problems like that, going to work and spreading it around is the right. worst it's thing the worst. that you could do. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the gym and spread it around. So when we're there, we're picking up all that crap <laughs> too. So don't, don't do that. Um, this is the one place where, you know, a, a surgical mask does help a little bit mm-hmm. is if you do have some illness, if you do have some, some stuff going on there to wear that yourself. Um, cause it at least, it doesn't do a great job, but it still contains still some stuff out, around yeah. you rather than you just kind of projectile <laughs> that out into the atmosphere. Again, those don't protect you though. I, so we were seriously mm-hmm. in Walmart just a little bit ago and somebody was wearing one, like a cool screen printed surgical right. mask. Like it actually does anything. It doesn't do anything. This, this, mm-hmm. look at this. You see that? You like, you see the sill? You see all that? That does stuff. It's P100. That actually does stuff. N95 actually does stuff. Surgical mask, you might as well tie a wet sock around your face. <laughs> it doesn't do anything to protect you. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to protect your respiratory system. It doesn't do anything. So just stop doing that stupid stuff. And that's the mm-hmm. only thing I can call it is stupid. Every time I see people out doing, seeing that, I'm like, you're just stupid. Like we just see you and think you're stupid because we know you're stupid, right? You, it doesn't actually <laughs> actually do anything. So, yeah. um, so I mean, in addition to that, in addition to uh, folks that that uh, um, you know, in addition to staying home, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Stay home um, if you feel if you don't feel good. Um, in addition to kind of um, you know take take the stuff you need to take. Try mm-hmm. to feel better. Rest. Um, all that kind of normal stuff. Stay hydrated. Right. Um, what's the point that people should go seek care? Because I think that's the place that I would be in right now. You know, if, if I get the sniffles, if I get a little bit of a cold, if, even if I get a touch of the flu and I'm, I'm sitting there going, eh, it's probably not COVID. I don't feel that bad. I just, I know mm. I'm sick. Um, I feel better when I take this stuff. Um, when should I go to the hospital? I guess because that's the biggest fear. And that's what most of us kind of think right now that aren't healthcare providers. Like I don't want to overload the system when folks are already dealing with all this stuff, right? Yeah. So if I can stay home, I'm going to stay home, I guess is basically mm-hmm. what I'm saying. When should folks kind of say, no, that's horse crap. I'm going to the hospital. What, what, what do you think? What are your opinions on that? Well, like my own opinion is like, honestly, when you, I know, I'm, I know everyone has had the flu or the cold at some point, And you know, the difference between having the flu, having the cold and death, like you could feel the difference. Um, it's a no-brainer if you have a high fever above like 102, 103, 104. Immediately, um, if you know like the medicine's not working, resting isn't working for a couple hours or a couple days even, and it's accompanied with a sore throat and persistent coughing and pain, soreness, you know, that's like a big indication that, okay, something is um, much more, um, how do you say this? That's something that is, is actually something is, is really happening. Higher than a flu or a cold, you know. I would say it would be a gut feeling, but then if you're exhibiting one or two of these at the same time and it's um, prolonging for more than a couple of days and it's not getting any better, then you know I would get checked. Uh, but as a nurse, you know, like with my family, if I see that they're sick or something, I refuse to go to the hospital until they're actually dying. Um, <laughs> if because like what Sam said, the best thing to do is take medicine, make sure you stay hydrated, and just rest. And just avoid any other human contact. But then, like I said earlier, I'm sure everyone has had the flu or the cold. You would know the difference between having the flu and having cold and like mm-hmm. really feeling like death. Like You would know. Like, yeah. 
Just don't be like I, that drama queen, like anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and keep in mind that a, a lot of kind of I think the group that we're kind of inherently or automatically kind of start talking about is probably with around our own age range. Mm-hmm. If you have folks that are that are in um, kind of more um, sensitive populations. That's probably not true, right? If you have, if your 80 year old grandma gets the flu, she should probably go to the hospital pretty fast in the current setting. Um, if you're a young one, same kind of thing, right? Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's kind of similar. I, I think for me, what, what it, what I kind of live by is that if I can't keep food down, if I'm getting dehydrated, mm-hmm. if I'm having trouble like that, uh, then that's when I'm going to go to the hospital. Right. When you start getting weak and you're, mm-hmm. you start getting malnourished and dehydrated, you're never going to get better in that situation. Your body is not in a situation to where you can you can get much better. So I think that's probably a huge one for me is is getting that getting that you know making sure that 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 if I do experience those things, then I'm, I'm going to go seek care. And I think Jarrell brings up a really good point that you could you can usually tell the difference. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how you normally feel. Um, Jarrell as an as an RN can't tell you how you normally feel. Your physician, your doctor can't tell you how you normally feel. You know that better than mm-hmm. anyone else. The principles of self determination are are pretty strongly applied here. Um, I kind of have this normal level of crappiness that I feel, yeah. uh, and if I start to feel really good or really bad, there's usually something wrong, mm-hmm. right? So um, if I can usually, I, I totally, I totally relate with that because if I have something where I'm going, okay, this feels different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I've been beat with a two before. I can't keep food down. I can't keep liquids down. I need to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the hospital. I need to get help. Um, when you, when you're in that situation, don't hesitate at all. And again, don't, don't take any of this as medical advice. This is not medical advice. Um, we're just kind of BSing here talking about how, how we kind of approach things. That's how I um, would deal with it. Also. Right, right. And, but I think that's good because I think people want to hear that. Um, Especially in the times that we're in now, I, mm-hmm. you know, again, if, if I get the sniffles right now, I'm not going to be comfortable going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to want to feel like I'm that guy that's like, oh, I had a little bit of a cold. I wanted to come in here and see you guys. <laughs> right? I, I don't want to be that person right now. And I think most people don't. So I, I think that it, it's good to, to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, but if any time that you feel like you need to go to the doctor, you totally should. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the hospitals are overrun to the point where you just, you know, they're not going to they're gonna say, get the hell out of here. I don't think they're going to say that. Um, if you feel like you need care, you need care. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, I think that's, that's super, super important. Um, how are things going? You, we, we've been talking about PPE a lot, um, but it, it's, you know, at some point, it's, it at least sounds like you guys were pretty well prepared. I mean, it sounds like you still have a pretty good stock. So un- unless we do end up in several months of not being able to get supplies, it sounds like you guys would be okay for a little while, at least, at least at your facility. Mm-hmm. Like we are, um, but there are some, t- like from what I hear today is, um, sorry. Um, is that, um, is that if the major hospitals are running out of supplies, then You're we would have donate. to, we would have to donate, um, and give some supplies. So then honestly, we, we don't really know what's going to be happening. Um, a lot of things like, like today, I hear that, um, one of the major hospitals that we have here, um, they're restricting every employee that wears that they're not allowed to wear any, um, face masks. They're not allowed to wear any face masks. Um, if they are seen wearing a face mask um, during work, then they will be escorted outside of the building. Hmm. So it's that serious with supplies because they're, they're very stingy with the supplies now because we have no source of getting supplies. If it's not needed for you to use any of the PPEs, um, they will not let you use it. Yep. So it's just crazy now. Like we're really being stingy. Mm-hmm. Um, we, only, we only use it when we really, really need to. And it's just... Yeah. What, let me ask you this. And cause I had heard a little bit of this conversation a little bit earlier. What do you think that that's going to result in, in the long term? Um, and here, here's, here was the thought. I'd be interested in what the healthcare perspective is on it. Um, from, from my industries, we're starting to realize that a lot of people can work remotely. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, we're starting to work that people, we're starting to realize that people can work with very little stuff. Mm-hmm. So efficiency. Uh, and so working remotely, working more efficiently means a lot of money that we're going to save at some point. Um, as the world, cause the world has changed. Let's make no mistake about that. The world has, is forever changed after what we're going through now. So let's, let's start there and say we're never going back to where we were at before this. That's just a fact, mm-hmm. right? Things have completely changed. Um, what do you think? So they're starting to realize that, that they can, can 
basically say, you're not going to use this. You don't need to use that. You don't need to use that. Do you think that will continue after, after this is over? Do you think that they're going to realize that, Hey, we can, we can make a lot more money by saving all this stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm not accusing anybody of putting providers at risk. That's not what I'm saying, but they're going to say, do you really need to yeah. use that respirator in this situation? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think it might make things worse in the mm-hmm. long run? I honestly hope, like this is my own personal opinion, um, that even after the COVID-19 subsides, that we do continue at this type of pace. Um, I feel that before the COVID-19, um, we were very, um, I don't know how to say it, blessed mm. or very lucky. Um, lucky to have all these supplies handed to us whenever we needed it, you know, Um but after this COVID-19 subsides and, you know, we have some control over it, I do hope that um, the healthcare industry does continue it this way. You know, we would be yeah. um, more resourceful. We would use our brain, be more creative, be mindful of our, um, our our environment, honestly, if we don't have to use to cut down trees for certain things or any type of, you know right. what I mean? Right. I think they should continue it this way, um, only to use these types of equipment or supplies if it's really needed, honestly. Right. Right. So, no, I think that's excellent. And I, I think the conversation has been awesome. I think, um, if you'll agree to it, I'd like to have you actually do this one with me Wednesday coming up too. So we can hit a late night show and a prime time show. Who? Huh? Me? You, oh. you. Yeah. So to have you, have you back, I think this coming up Wednesday when we do our, our next live stream, I'd like to do the same thing. Um, just because I think it would be great to kind of hit both those audiences to have this same kind of discussion. Not, not, not a repeat. We'll think about some other things before Wednesday to talk about and we'll answer some more questions. Uh, Wednesday, we usually end up with a lot more questions. So I, that's, that's why I say that I think it'd be great to, to have this again happen on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, I think on Wednesday though. We're going to be out locked down by that. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> Scare people out there. But no, no, seriously, I think that, I think that would be an excellent, excellent thing to do would be to, to do this again on Wednesday if that's something that, that you would agree to. So I'm pressuring you into saying that now. I'm so everyone out it. there will know that you have to do here on Wednesday. So that's a yeah. Yes. That's a yeah. Okay. So he promised. So if he breaks that promise, um, everyone out there, you can, you can get mad at him, not me. Uh, I think Wednesday would be an excellent time. We get a lot more questions on Wednesdays. So I think that w- that would be excellent to have you on um, on Wednesday. Again, I want to just share this with you uh, before we wrap up here um, that we do not provide medical advice, <laughs> all that kind of stuff that we were just talking about. You take all that at your own risk. It's just information. That's all it is. It's informational purposes only. You've got a doctor. You need to talk to your doctor. If you're mm-hmm. sick, you need to talk to your doctor. Don't take our advice. You're dumb if you do. We're a bunch of idiots up here. Don't <laughs> – <laughs> don't, don't, don't take our advice. Um, again, uh, it's not intended, uh, to, to be, ad, to, to be advice. It's not intended to substitute anything from a qualified medical professional or from your, from your physician, mm-hmm. um, or from a doctor. So uh, again, reliance on any of this information, you do that at your own risk. That is not something that we recommend by any means. So I really want to, uh, number one, Thank you for being here. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for, for your participation in these live streams. I'm having a blast with these. Uh, Jarrell will tell you that I'm like a little kid when it comes to these things. This is my favorite part of everything that we're doing is this like little mini show that we've got going on. I absolutely nerd out and I love this thing. And it's because I love all of you guys. I appreciate all of your support. I appreciate you tuning into the podcast. I appreciate you following along on all the social media stuff. You're the ones that are making this possible. Thank you for your comments, your questions. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I see all of you all tuning in and watching. And and again, thank you for your comments and keeping this discussion alive. We do this thing uh, every Wednesday and every Friday. So there was a little bit of mix up in information on my part because I forgot my own schedule, but uh, I'm totally to blame. But Wednesdays, we do this around five. So I try to keep it as on time as I can, uh, barring an emergency, Wednesdays at five. Got it? Fridays, we do it at eight o'clock. So eight o'clock is what we consider our late night show because it's what, what time is it back east? Eight, nine, ten, eleven. It's eleven o'clock back east, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. I think, think the east coast is three hours ahead. We've got most of our, it's, it's funny because a lot of our audience is back east. We've got some local to Phoenix. We've got a lot in California. Um, the biggest chunk of our audience, um, other than, um, 
kind of, you know, the U.S. obviously, uh, is in Australia, which is kind of interesting. So I have no clue what time it is there. Um, over I, my, I, as I look through the information and see where my listeners come from, um, my number two city and my number two location is Brisbane. So I see you, my Bris Vegas people over there. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for tuning in. You guys are some of my, my most favoritest people on the planet. So I, <laughs> I love, I love getting to interface and talk with you guys. Um, but again, every Wednesday at five, we lie, we go live. Every Friday at eight, we go live. Um, we shoot for around half an hour to an hour. It goes as long as it goes though. So mm-hmm. if we feel like going and going and going and everyone's having a blast talking, we'll run as long as you want to run. These episodes are also available on the podcast. Um, so you can go check that out. That safety FM town hall meeting that I've been mentioning a bunch. It's on my podcast as well. You can find it on pretty much any any of the other co-hosts or any of the other hosts, co-hosts, excuse me, any of the other hosts podcasts as well, along with finding it uh, on, on safety FM and all those kind of other places where you can find it. tons of good information. So please make sure you head over and you check that out. Um, Again, uh, send me your questions. You can send me an email, head over to the website, get in contact that way. This is a live call in, Q&A, text in, email in, comment in kind of show. So we have a blast with that. And everyone that has commented and talked to us in the past uh, hour has seen. We jump right in. We, we share what you're sharing. And it's just a blast. So um, we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday since Jarrell has promised, he has promised that he is going to be here on Wednesday. There he is. Say hi to the camera right here. Look, look in, look deep in with your eyes. Look at that and, and understand that you, that you promised these, these fine people that you will be here on Wednesday to answer their health related questions. <laughs> and we'll get to read that really long disclaimer again. So that's all I've got for today. Thank you for tuning into the Hopner live show, late night show slash everything show. I thought it was a blast. Again, we're going to have my significant other, the one, the only Jarrell Belongi here again on Wednesday at five. So that's going to be awesome. Until next time, it is Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, signing off. You know how to get in touch with me. You know how to find me. Never hesitate to send me an email, give me a call, all that kind of stuff. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 